0: habit stacking, setting boundaries, home organization, outsourcing, and you better believe we're going to be dishing out some chores so we can create hours of intentional time to pour into our kids. Since that is our number one priority as vibrant moms, grab that lukewarm coffee. Let's stop time. Hey friends, I'm excited to talk to you today. We are going to be talking about surviving or thriving in your week? Which one are you? All right, let's jump in. But before we do, I just wanted to mention if you missed what just went down on Tuesday, the 19th, it was so much fun. We did a live totally free workshop called time management strategies and tools for the overwhelmed mom. And it was really fun. I talked about five different tools that you need to keep in your tool belt so that you can use them whenever you need. We talked about how to use them, when to use them, and just simple ways. These are simple tools that you can use in most any situation to manage your time, take care of your family, manage all the things, and just really feel on top of all the stuff that you're already doing. They don't require much work to figure them out or to use them. And so it was just really fun. I just really, my hope is to be able to empower women to have more tools that they can just use when they need to in whatever situation that might come up, making it just super easy when something comes your way and it's not working or there's a system in your house that's not working or a routine. You can apply different tools that you know, different time management tools, and then be able to tweak that for your family in a personalized way that works for you. So go back and take a listen to the workshop. It's really fun. And I would love to just share that information with you. So totally free, go to the Facebook group, home management for working moms organization and time management. And go ahead and listen there. I'm going to give away three $25 Amazon gift cards. To three of the people who comment, hashtag replay, if you are watching the replay, I'll put all your names in a hat in about a week, and then we'll do a drawing and whoever wins, we will let you know. I know so much fun, right? So go on over there and reply hashtag replay. And I would love to give you a gift card. Who doesn't love things on Amazon, right? You can just, you can get just about anything. And when was the last time you bought something for yourself, right? And not like mouthwash or toothbrush for the the rest of the family. So go back there, listen to the replay, have fun. It's my gift to you. We are going to go ahead and jump in now to talking about surviving versus thriving in your week. Do you feel like you're surviving your week and just trying to get to the weekend? Do you feel exhausted Maybe like you're running on one of those sidewalks, you know, that's at the airport, the walking ones where the moving sidewalks and you just feel like you just can't get anywhere. Or do you feel like you're in a hamster wheel maybe and just running and running and running and it just keeps going. Those little guys are so furry and cute, but yes, they make lots of noise in their hamster wheel. You may be feeling like this. Um, It might be. That you're in a especially busy season like I am, and you just feel like you're running and doing all the things, and you're just surviving trying to get to the weekend. But in this episode, I want to give you some really important, helpful tips about ways that you can thrive in your everyday versus just surviving. So, as I said, we are currently in a really busy season. I have definitely found myself stressed and overwhelmed, maybe a little anxious and feeling a little bit defeated with the amount of work ahead of me. If you, <laughs> if you were like me, you may be looking on the horizon and seeing these mountains of to-dos, right? But I really just feel that this is a season. Now we don't usually feel like we're crawling towards the weekend, but the last few weekends, I have to say with the busyness, we definitely feel like we are. We have kids who are in two different sports and they come home tired and exhausted. And then they need to eat dinner, get homework done and get to bed in the next couple hours. <laughs> Usually we'd love to eat around five o'clock. And so if our kids get done with school around three, they get home around three 30, they work on all their homework. They have time to just take a deep breath. If they finish their homework early, they have time to work on things that are maybe due ahead, you know, work a little bit ahead, things that are due later in the week, study a few extra days for things that are coming up and all the things that so they don't feel as kind of overwhelmed. And then we have dinner and kind of take it easy. And then we wrap up. And as we're cleaning up the kitchen, our kiddos are taking showers and getting ready for bed. And then we kind of have a time where we're practicing for tests that are happening, doing laundry and that kind of thing. And then we all kind of congregate over in one spot in our house. It's like on the futon upstairs. We have this one futon in kind of a landing area. And so then they all sit down there and my husband reads books. And so they go through a chapter in the Bible, usually of what they're reading and they talk about it a little, and then they write, they Right. Then they read a chapter. He reads a chapter out loud from the Lord of the Rings is currently what they're going through. They finished the Hobbit. Now they're going through all the Lord of the Rings. So that's our usual plan. And our kids love getting some downtime. They're tired from the day at school. So they love just being able to finish up their homework and then have downtime for the rest of the evening. But with sports, it feels extra chaotic. We aren't even getting home until like six o'clock if they have games or sometimes the games can be either later and then you have lots of traffic to deal with. (laughs) California Bay area traffic is super fun at five o'clock. So then you have all of that. People are already tired. You finally get home only to realize you have just a few hours until bedtime when you need to finish getting all your homework done and eat dinner and get upstairs, brush teeth, get ready for the next day, And all the things, right? So it can just be overwhelming and feel kind of like you're on that hamster wheel. So I definitely have felt that in this last season. And with that, I've just really wanted to encourage you that if you are in that season, it is only for a season. But if you are crawling towards the weekend and you're thinking, I just wish the weekend was here, I can't wait to relax. I'm just not enjoying each of the days that we are kind of going through because it feels so routine and that we're doing all these things. This episode is for you. So grab a piece of paper. I have 10 really, I know 10 a lot, but 10 really important things that will help you kind of shift from the mindset of just getting through the week to really enjoying each day and really enjoying the time that is in each day. And so here we go. We're going to start with number one on your paper is daily devotions. I have to say my quiet time with God is really important. And honestly, when I have a lawn on my plate, I'm very tempted to skip it. I'm tempted to be like, okay, I just need to jump in and dive into all these to-do things that I have and all this work but it's really important. And I have found that my day goes so much better when I start it with a devotion. So I just really have to remind myself as well that the most important thing that I'm going to do that day or today is to spend time with God and that that just grounds my whole day that sets in motion, my mindset that sets in motion, my heart and just just allows me to be closer to God and really see what he is doing. That's super important. And so I make, make time for it. And I also think to myself, I make time for meeting with people and doing meetings and doing other things. Why wouldn't I make time for God, the creator of the universe to meet with him? So that is what I start my day off with. Usually I take all the kiddos to school. When I get back, I clean up a little make some breakfast and coffee and then take a seat and start working through. She reads truth these beautiful workbooks. They're like a journal, but they go through scripture. And so right now we're finishing up the book of Ezra. We just did Psalms. We did Romans before that. And there are these beautiful books that get mailed to you. And then you just go through the book with the rest of the community and there's places for notes. It's incredible. So you just, it feels more like you can write all over it because it's in, it's a beautiful book form than if it was your Bible and you're just reading the book of Ezra out of your Bible to write notes on all over the place. So there's lots of beauty and creativity. So I love it. That is number one, your daily devotions that will help you enjoy each day and definitely thrive. Number two is self-care. This one of drinking water and eating healthy. I have found it seems super obvious, right? Yes. Yes. Eat healthy, drink water. But I really notice when I'm not eating healthy on a regular basis or when I've skipped meals because I was busy or when I didn't stay hydrated and drank a bunch of coffee. And then all of a sudden it's noon and I haven't had much water at all. So I really notice this much more and I'm just working on making sure that I am staying healthy. And then I'm eating lunch that just fills me so that I'm not grabbing snacks in the afternoon or just about an hour later. So this is so important. I definitely noticed when I haven't been drinking enough water, my brain feels sluggish, I get headaches. So that could be happening for you too. If you are feeling kind of sluggish or, you know, in kind of a slump and not having enough energy during the day, And just feel like you're dragging. It could be due to your water intake and not staying hydrated or eating foods that aren't going to fill you up. These are whole foods, healthy foods that are definitely going to fill you up to where your body can burn those and use those versus processed food. We all know this, right? All right. Number three, another very obvious one would be sleep but it really does matter. Now, I definitely, I used to be the person who could just exist over six hours. And I was like, yeah, sleep, whatever. I'll do that when I'm dead. But more and more, I am noticing that I am just not at my best when I don't get enough sleep. I'm more susceptible to being sick and all the germs that my children bring home. My brain isn't able to function. I feel kind of sluggish. I can't think about thoughts and (laughs) all the things my brain just kind of pauses. I also get a lot of migraines too. So it's just harder to concentrate. And I find that I am just a mess. I'm not getting things done as well. I can't think about things as quickly. I can't find solutions. It's just kind of a slump. And so I have definitely noticed if I don't get enough sleep, I don't do as well that next day. So definitely check if you're getting enough sleep, adequate sleep, good restful sleep is really important. Number four, working out and moving your body. Now we all know that moving our body and getting exercise is important, but it can be really hard and challenging to fit that into your schedule with everything else, right? You can just feel overwhelmed with trying to fit it in. So I just challenge you to find a time that works for you. You could do it first thing in the morning. I go to the gym first thing. I hop out of bed at about 530 and get to the gym by 545 and then have a class at six o'clock. I'm done by 645, head on back home, shower, take kids to school, but that may not work for you. So cool. Not a problem. Maybe you are doing something after the kids go to bed. Maybe you do a workout downstairs or in the den or in the garage or outside. Maybe you do a workout at lunchtime. Maybe you go on a walk with a friend, maybe midday for a little pick me up. You do a walk around the neighborhood outside. So get creative and be consistent. Find something that you enjoy that you want to put in your schedule. There's so many fun workout things. There's group X classes, there's walking or running, there's Peloton bikes you can buy, you can get weights, especially after COVID. I'm sure a lot of people are all selling all their weight collections that they <laughs> they used during COVID when all the gyms were closed, but all the things you can figure out what works best for you, what time usually the first question, what time works best for you? And then maybe what do you enjoy? Do you want to go somewhere and have a group X class? Do you want to be part of a gym? Do you like working out with people or maybe not people? Do you want to just put your running shoes on and go for a run and come back? Maybe that's easier because then you don't have to drive anywhere. And that takes time from your busy schedule. So find what works best for you and what you enjoy, and then put it on your calendar and keep it going. So that can also be the tricky part. I found that having accountability of friends who ask me, are you going to be here tomorrow? Will we see you? That really helps because then I know Oh, my friends are going to text me and ask me, where were you this morning? (laughs) Are you okay? What were you doing? How's it going? The workout was great. You missed it. That kind of thing. So Have somebody who you're accountable with, maybe you call a friend every time you're going to go on a walk. So you have like a set time at three o'clock after you pick up the kids that you want to go on a walk and you call your friend in the East Coast because it's six o'clock or maybe you call somebody else. But you take a walk and you call a friend at that one time. My husband loves to charge his car somewhere. So he will park his car far away from our house and then he will walk to go pick it up and come back. And that's kind of his way of getting outside. And he is motivated because he plugs it in to go get it charged. So figure out what works best for you and also with that accountability piece What kind of piece can you put in to make yourself go do it? And maybe it's as simple as printing out a calendar, putting it on your refrigerator and marking an X through the days that you go and work out. I know I used to do that with one of my workouts and my kids would always ask me or they would be like, we want to put an X. Can we put an X? Did you work out today? Or they wanted to put a sticker on it. And so it kept me motivated because my kids constantly ask me about it. So find something that works for you, something you enjoy, and a time that works, and then an accountability partner or piece that works for you. Maybe you text your friend every day when you work out, and they're your accountability partner, even though they may not go work out with you. And number five, perspective. So this is really important to have a week where you feel like you're thriving and you're not just trying To survive, so this is just to stop and realize that this is a season to pause and look at the big picture. As I said, my kids will not be in sports forever. (laughs) This is only a season until I think mid October, where we have two boys in sports at the same time. Next semester or season, we will just have one kid in sports at a time. So it's just a matter of okay, what's the big picture? Where are we going from here? It is super busy until mid October. We can do this. There's only 12 games or something like that. So it just helps you to kind of pause and look at the big picture and give you peace and clarity that this is not the season we're going to be in forever. This is not how life is always going to be, but just to give you a nice deep breath. And also I think it helps you to realize what God is doing that is super special in this season. In this season, both my kiddos are learning special things while they are playing. They're learning one is on a team that is not very good. And so, but he's one of the main players. And so he's, He's doing pretty well for being on that team, but he gets to play the whole time. So he's learning about what it takes to be a leader or what it takes to be diligent and practice, even though you're on a team that a lot of people don't have a whole lot of skill on the team. It's harder, they don't win as many times, they don't get as many touchdowns in this flag football team. And it can be discouraging, but he's just working through those new things. Or like my youngest one who's on a team from fourth grade all the way to eighth graders. He hardly ever gets played on the team because their team is up against eighth graders and he would get run over, but he plays his hardest when he is practicing. And when he is there, he's ready to do his best. He's got his game uniform on and his bright orange socks, and he's ready to run in whenever they need him. So Just learning to be part of a team when you may not get to play, learning to be a leader of that team, maybe when you play all the time. So all the things that they are learning is really important in this season. So thinking about what God is doing in their life and how God is just molding them and using them is really important. So I get a little teary, but it uh, helps us just to think about perspective that yes, this is a busy season where Things are crazy, but they're crazy for a good reason. And they're crazy just for this small season. And then we will roll it back, dial it back a little where everybody can take a deep breath. So we have, as we talked about, number one was daily devotions, number two is self care, number three is sleep, number four is working out, number five is perspective. And now we hopped on to number six to slow down and look around. So this one can be a combination of number four and number five to get a little bit of a workout in and think about perspective. But it's really just looking around, looking at nature, going for a walk, I think when we stop and look around outside at God's beautiful creation, it just lights up our souls and it reminds us that we have a creator and that there's so much more than just us. And so I think slowing down and enjoying that and looking around, and even if it's just just for a few minutes. Now, I know in a busy season, when you feel overwhelmed, you're like, I don't have time to take a long walk down the street for half an hour. So maybe it's just stepping outside to get the mail. Maybe it's grabbing an Amazon package that's at the front of your house, right? Or maybe it's just during, like, for example, for us, during my devotions, when I'm sitting at the kitchen table, I have our glass door, sliding glass door open, and I can hear outside our fountain outside in the backyard and see beautiful birds come and sit on it. The changing of the leaves, the blowing of the wind through the trees. And so it just helps me to see perspective of God's creation and such an amazing gift that he's given us and just lightens my soul. So I would say slow down And take a deep breath and see or look outside. Number seven, friendship and accountability. Now we were designed to live in community. One thing that definitely lifts my heart is spending time with friends or even just hanging out with them. This can be through texting, DMing, messaging, voxing, emailing, all the things, right? So, just connecting with friends who get you, people who are in the same line of work. And that might be other people who are solo entrepreneurs. I know for me, as a podcaster, I have a group of friends who do podcasting. So, I can connect with them on a level that I can't connect with other friends. They know different challenges. They have great advice for things that I run into and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. How would you fix this? So having a sphere of people who are in the same line of work as you are, but are friends who you can go to is so amazing. So I definitely would put that as a high thing of having just close friends that you can confide in friends that will be praying for you, that you can share prayer requests with friends that just give you good advice and encouragement. Friends like that can just lift up our hearts when we're in a season of difficulty. I just went to a huge mom's convention. It was by mops. Now they've just rebranded. So their new name is the mom co and is called mom con and there's There were 5,000, over 5,000 moms, women in this one stadium, praising God, worshiping, connecting with each other. And just the energy and the vibe of it is unbelievable. So friendship and accountability can be (laughs) just a huge draw to lightening your mood, to encouraging you and helping and helping you be able to enjoy each day. Now, I think that's really important to encourage other friends, maybe people that God puts on your mind or your heart, and just send them a text or send them a quick message. I love the fact that in this day and age, you can voxer somebody, you can speak into your phone and leave them a message so that they can hear your voice and they can hear the inflections in your voice. And just to know that, you are praying for them and you hope they're doing well. Who doesn't want to hear an amazing message like that, right? From a buddy or a friend. So that is definitely number seven. Number eight, quality time with your family. Now this one may be tricky, but I definitely find that I am missing this in our life right now, since we've been kind of in a busy season and continue to be, I noticed that's one thing that's just slipping that we don't, my husband and I are not going on regular dates like we usually do because we're at home running around going to football games. And then we get home and take care of kids. It seems like there's not enough time to go on a date. So that has been slipping or extra time with our kiddos to go on dates with them, special events. And so I really find that that's something that I enjoy and I miss and that propels me to just enjoy each day versus living for the weekend. So that is a huge thing. As I said, we're busy, but it's made me kind of realize how much those times are missed and how much I just love them. We do actually have family movie nights, which I definitely look forward to on Friday nights. We have kind of a more relaxed, no cook night, and we just enjoy Friday nights together. Now, sometimes we have other things going on or it's a later evening. And so we just watch some TV together and then laugh at all the jokes or something funny, but it's definitely a family time where we just all hang out together that I look forward to. Number nine is laughter. (laughs) I think this definitely helps to brighten our mood and help us to live each day for fun and just to thrive and enjoy that day versus thinking about the weekend. I think laughter at any point is super helpful. We joke around all the time both my kids and me and my husband that the members in our family are really not very musically gifted. We're not very talented as far as singing or playing instruments or all those kind of things. And we aren't really gifted at knowing languages or being able to speak different languages or learn different languages. Those are just not our gifts, shall we say. And we're, we're not very good at mini golf. Ironically, we've had some bad instances with mini golf. So that's on the no, no list, but we are actually very funny, very funny together. and My children will oftentimes be hilarious, especially when they know they have a good audience. When there's somebody who we either haven't been around or somebody who's laughing at all their jokes, they can just ham it up. Their comedic timing is really good and they love quick-witted jokes. And so we say little corpse to each other all the time of things that we either found online or maybe a line from a movie that's funny, or we are constantly kind of going back and forth and laughing at different inside jokes and things like that. So we constantly keep each other laughing, whether it be in the car driving back and forth, or maybe it's just after dinner or while we're making dinner or after a hard football game or whatever it might be. I think laughter really brings kind of the fun and it lightens the mood no matter what kind of day that you're having. So that's a huge puzzle piece for us. We love laughter. All right. Number 10, last one. So just to reiterate, number one was daily devotions. Number two is self-care. Number three is sleep. Number four is working out. Number five is perspective. Number six is slowing down and taking time to enjoy and look around at nature and at God's creation. Number seven is friends and accountability. Number eight is quality time with family. And number nine is laughter. Our last one is setting up things to look forward to. This is a huge thing. I think maybe I do it a little bit too much, but it's a huge thing to help me mentally, be able to look forward to something and be excited about something, even though what we're doing right now may be a super busy season and we're working on thriving each day, but we are kind of rolling in towards the weekend. But this thinking about what things, what new things we have planned that are up ahead, I think gives a lot of perspective. It kind of makes you think, what kind of fun thing do we have planned for this next week? Maybe this next month, maybe there's a season, maybe this next time. So usually I would say our planning of fun things evolve around the school year, like most parents, right? When you have a break in school and your kids are out, you have that option to do something fun that you don't have to take them out of school for. You don't have to try to make up schoolwork. So it makes a lot easier. So a lot of families and people, of course, leave during those seasons. So just to be able to look forward to, okay, we have a break this day. What do you want to do? We have an in-service day coming up. What do you want to do? It's, we could do something really fun, just the two of you, because there's school for the rest of everybody else, but you don't have school. So what do you want to do that one day that might be super fun? So things to look forward to, whether they be vacation planning or something fun, just thinking about the next day, the next week, and kind of helps your perspective to see that we're not always in this super busy season where we're just running around and around and around. I really pray that this episode has blessed you and given you some ways to start to thrive in your everyday. Rather than just trying to get through the day to the weekend, just crawling to the weekend, I'm just hoping that these little things, whether they be maybe a couple things, maybe you'll take a walk outside, maybe you get a little extra sleep, maybe you call that friend or go on a date with your husband. Maybe some of these just little things will help to brighten your day so that you feel that you're not on this steady roller coaster waiting for the weekend, crawling towards the weekend. Life can be super overwhelming, and sometimes we just need some helpful ideas of how to enjoy each day. I just pray that this blesses you, my friends. Now remember to go check out the workshop if you missed it. Reply on the comments, hashtag replay. And remember, it's in our Facebook group, Time Management Strategies and Tools for the Overwhelmed Mom you can win. You could be one of my three winners to get a $25 Amazon gift card. Just comment. We're going to put everybody's names in a hat and you never know. It could be you. All right, friends until next time, have a busy, vibrant day. Did this podcast bless you? Did you learn something new? I also would love if you could take 30 seconds for me and leave me a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know that you are actually enjoying the show and that it is blessing you. Plus, it makes me happy to hear from you. Come on over to our free community, birdmichelle.com and grab your free gifts. I have free productivity programs and everything you need to know about working with me taking my courses or connecting. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode.